Welcome to the Quack Hole Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web photosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast or visit our website, quack12podcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official Quackman and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 Twelve and... Oh! I'm your host, Adam Chimeo. Oh, and I'm... Harrens Rota. That is right. He sounded like, um, what was his name? The, it was like the, the villain I'm in... I'm going to get um, you, Gadget. There you go, dude. <laughs> I can do okay. it better. I can do it, but my mouth is actually, my throat is too dry. If I have a little bit of a... Next time, Gadget. Yes! That's, dude. Yeah? I'll yeah? get you, Gadget. I'll get you, Gadget. That is great. <laughs> that is great. I love that. Now, everyone listening is like, oh, now I know exactly, well, roughly how old these guys are. They're at least 30, that's for sure. I'll say I'm a little, I guess... Okay, what do you remember first, the cartoon or the movies? Uh, I saw the cartoons. Okay. I'm old enough for it. Yeah, I was a big cartoon fan. And then came who uh, Matthew Broderick as yeah. Inspector Gadget, and he totally grabbed that shaman's balls. Remember that? Remember that scene in the movie? I tried the first movie and didn't make it very far because I went, oh, this is bad. Well, surely you watched Inspector Gadget 2 starring French Stewart, no? No. <laughs> of course, no one did. Anyways, believe it or not, this is the Quackville Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web footosphere. And Aaron, we got some news, Oh, unfortunately. Snap. Oh, wait. <laughs> no. Yes? We hmm? got a recruit... On the women's basketball team, that's a big deal. I saw that. That is probably right, but as you know, I like to focus on the negative aspects of all things Oregon sports. As so you should, as we know, head, we are the bad guys, so increasing the, guys, the, the field of hate is good and strong with us. I don't know. Can you really be the bad guys when you came in like freaking tenth place in the Pac twelve? You know, I mean like both basketball teams do not seem like they are punching down at any point. <laughs> like yeah, we're losing to better no, teams, losing to worse teams. I would say as a franchise. Mm-hmm. Right? I could see that. I mean that we got overall. look and I'm really just basing this on the fact that we got that Nike money. It seems a little unfair. Yeah. I get you, because all the child labor and such. Well, you got a point there. But Bella Hamill is who you are talking about. Apparently, yes. she has just been killing it over at Lane Community College. Correct. Which That's it. Is, That's the person. Which is awesome. You know, that is great. Um, at the same time, that I, that may not exactly be, you know, uh, program saving. We'll say that much here. But... Power to her. She's a duck. Once a duck, always a duck. Unless you transfer to Washington, which fortunately 
None of these players did. But I will say this, Aaron. Uh-oh. I will say this. Our old friend Sedona Prince, who entered the WNBA, or the, um, entered her name into the draft. Sure. But then decided to come back to college, which right. makes sense a lot of times with the NIL nowadays. And, like, if you if you aren't sure you're going to be one of those, those basically those top picks, sometimes it makes sense to come back to college nowadays. Um, she has elected not to come back to the Ducks and instead go to TCU, the Horn Frogs. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Not only you know, that, there is but- an asshole out there who is laughing at us right now. For sure, they're happy as hell. Well, Mark Campbell, as we said, that old assistant coach who held a lot of weight oh, clearly yeah. here, he was hired as their coach, and so you know he was like, hey, so Sedona, come on, come on. That's what he sounds like. He sounds pretty smooth. Um, yeah, so Sedona's going there. And then, as we know, Pow Pow, we don't know where Pow Pow is going yet. We don't know where Rogers is going yet. But Rogers has said, no, I'm going to come back to college, too. I'm not playing for the Ducks, though. So, like, this this could not be uh, a worse look. Uh, or could it, Aaron? Because enter Twitter to the chat. Oh, God. Oh, no. Twitter takes to the field. They probably mm-hmm. start quoting me too, and now I'm a now I'm canceled again, aren't I? <laughs> you're can yep, you're canceled, <laughs> but not for this for all those I'm wrong. Like, well, deeds. Aaron said, <laughs> no, Aaron. This is even kind of worse because this isn't some randos on Twitter. This, this is, is Oregon assistant coach for the women's oh. basketball team, oh, no. uh, Jackie Naird Harrison. I believe he's uh, sorry if I mispronounced that, but I, I uh, so she went online. She went on Twitter. Um, I believe this was after the announcements of Pow Pow and maybe also, I think Rogers had already gone to the, said she had gone to the WNBA. I don't think she had come back to college yet. Okay. And I think this was before uh, the news of Prince. Is this So week, maybe is a this, little more towards Pow Pow. Is, yeah. this, is this tweet more than a week old? Well, this tweet is from... April 3rd, so it's just okay. about a week old. Okay. Or a little over a week old. What is she what said, is this coach about to say? She said, just curious, is it NIL or pay for play? The amount of teams that have reached out to our current players without being in the portal is crazy. I stand on the fact that we will do the things uh, the right way, though. Guess you have to cheat to have an advantage these days. The number of kids in the portal that already know where they're going is unbelievable. The college basketball's offseason has really turned into free agency, in my opinion. And then a little shrug emoji. Now, clap back to that. But, this is hours later. Okay. Two hours later, to be exact. India Rogers then tweeted... College co- college coaches capitalize on better job opportunities and leave a program with no hesitation if the price is right. But when an athlete does, it's a problem. It's cool when they do it. It's a problem when we do it. You know the rest. So my main problem with this, first of all, completely support Rodgers. Completely support Rodgers. Absolutely. The, I think, and like, you know, uh, Jackie Harrison, who's supposedly here, like, she came from Arizona, you know, uh, when they did that national Boo! championship. Boo! 
<laughs> she's been Feeble on the minded Arizonians. I am sorry that y'all can't handle deep. Thoughts. I don't know if she was Fuck. born in Arizona. Bro, I don't know if she, she came from there. Arizona. She's been inundated. Bro. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I thought I'm you were so done sorry. hating Arizona this last I'm season. So sorry, that was so rude. That was so. Rude. Uh, well, well, I have beautiful yeah, friends maybe in Arizona. I happen to love many towns. Dumb as a rock, but they're beautiful. No, um, th- some of the most talented people I know. Anyway, go ahead. Walking back, walking back your Arizona hate. But Aaron, uh, I think it's just a really bad look because she is here seemingly like recruiting is her thing. She's recruited yeah. some of our, uh, you know, yeah. some of our best players currently on the roster, some of Arizona's best players back in the day. But I think to just totally air your grievances like this on the system, a system that cannot really be enforced, like the NCAA is not going to swoop in and be like, hey, you're contacting these students to, you know, these players too quick, uh, early uh, before they go on the portal and shit like this. This is just her saying, like, we're not doing that, which I'm like, why the hell not, quite frankly. But also, I mean, this is shaming your own players. It's such a and- bad look. Yeah. This is where I was going to go. There it is. Now we know what's going on in the locker room that is making it for a non-successful season, which is that there are levels of people in the coaching staff who have a fundamentally different view on the current state of how things should be going politically. Does that make sense? Like the the fact that she's using this old world mentality and standing up for it and calling and calling schools that pay players better cheaters well she's like, saying they're contacting them too early and like but like no, so she's saying like nlr or pay to play but it's like who can't like it's your job to be on the cutting edge not yeah, to it's be... your job to keep your kids there so yeah and like if you're complaining about losing kids over something like that uh it's just it's it's called keep up it's called welcome to the new system and keep up it's obvious to me that the viewpoints of the coaching staff does not align with the current players and it's just a shame because the current players are the ones in the correct yeah our best talent is leaving and yeah I wish I was smarter on basketball to verbalize what it is I'm trying to say. But just that whole thing we've been talking about, like, is it Kelly Graves that's the issue here? Or is it like, you know, I think it's a mindset thing, right? It's the kids are still being treated like cattle by the coaching staff, but they know they're not cattle. And the coaching staff is mad about that. And it's like, I mean, yo, I definitely think this look is. Yeah, it's as bad as it. I think that's such a. That's a bad. It doesn't look. help You're us. Right. The best sure. way to put it is that's a bad look. She looks, she yeah. looks not smart. My guess is Rogers is going to um, the the scuttlebutt is that she's going to go play with her close friend Angel Reese, the lady who won LSU. You know, like uh, Bayou Barbie. She plays for LSU. She's a huge thing. They're very close friends, okay. and she she was there around that area, like uh, or watching the Final Four, I believe. So, so like they're really close. I I would want to go play for that team. It looks a lot more fun. I mean, their coach is a piece of shit, but 
but you're going to win and you're going to look good. And yeah, so I, I don't know what to say. I, we're going to have so much time to rant about that. All I'm saying is if, if we don't get some her statement and like or no. like try to elaborate. Is there more to this tweet than what you've given me that maybe that I can... is it? That is it. Well, and I'll tell you this. It's just like, OK, well, like do things the right way, quote unquote. But that means like, why can't Oregon right now? Get some legit, like, starting transfers to come over and play for us. Like, India Rogers was certainly one of those. That was a good get. We need more of those desperately right now. Well, it's our... just like I said. We got that Nike money. Why? Apparently, we're not exactly. using it. And it's like, Why? we have Nike mm -hmm. money. Go use it. We should be making other people tweet this about our program. <laughs> be the bad guy you want to see in the world, Adam. There you go. Use your dirty, dark, evil, gross money and spend it on on humans. Okay, well, now we're getting somewhere else. <laughs> now I don't like we don't need to go that evil. Hold on. Look, I mean, um, I was going to say that there's an I mean, evil. you are you are spelling it out, but it's now it sounds different. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go on to the next thing. You just accidentally spelled a different word also. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. Um, Oregon men's basketball guard Rivaldo Soares has transferred. That sure. one I'm like, quite frankly, I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, like he's he get, played a lot of time. but He did. Okay. Oh yeah, he played a lot. He was a starter for like most of the year. But I'm, I don't know. I'm like, let's see what Dana's got because Dana is going to go out and try to get some dang good transfers out there. Uh, well, I don't know. You think we, that's we gotta possible? wait. We gotta wait. Oh, that's what Dana does, baby. That's what his whole reputation has been built off. Is that he can go like get all these little pieces, put it on one team, and have it work out. It hasn't worked out for the last couple seasons, but. Let's do a hypothetical. Let's see what happens, baby. That Let's is more new school. Oh, sorry. Continue. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just want to do a hypothetical with you. Mm -hmm. A little improv hypothetical. I'll be the high school senior recruit. You'll be Dana Altman. Okay. You're here to recruit me? So what happened with Will Richardson? Listen, you want to play for me or what? <laughs> what That's happened about with Will Richardson? I also, I want $100,000. I'll get you that. And in okay, one year, done. you'll be in the NBA playing with the big boys. That's about it. And that's, Dope. All that's right, I'm in. Let's go do it. I see how But you do now. what I do. My road or the highway, motherfucker. That's kind of what I imagine, honestly. Because, as well, we knew Kalel Ware was gone. And that ta he was undeniably talented. Okay. But to Dana Oldman's, I guess, credit a little. Like, you kind of want this. Is... He was just being like, oh, no, he's not He's not listening to me enough, so I'm not giving him playing time. It's basically like what it came down to. And so he's going to go play for Indiana. He's probably going to be awesome for them there because he is really talented. But I don't know. I, I, again, Dana Altman, his leash is longer. He's not off leash, but his leash is longer than Kelly Graves because he's proved more often the concept of what he's doing can you know, it, work. It is interesting to me. As well, because when you were speaking about him with that uh, that exact situation of like where he benched that kid mm -hmm. uh, before, it seemed like he was the bad guy for doing so. But right now, when you did it, 
You made it sound like he was making the correct well, answer to discipline this kid. Because <laughs> I swing back and forth. Well, I'll tell you this. I think it... Who's to say maybe if he would have given him more starting time, Khalil Ware would have suddenly erupted. But the problem was never we don't have the talent in the big man as in the big man category, you know, like uh-huh. the post, the center. That was all even when Ware wasn't in, Biddle was doing really good, especially right. late. In Folly Dante's been fantastic. You, yeah. Um, so that so even when he wasn't playing, it was like that was easier to kind of swallow. The problem was always the guard play was so bad. Right. <laughs> it was just insanely bad. And I think you could more people would have problem with the fact that Will Richardson was just so not to just shit on the dude too much, but Will Richardson was so the key and we can never unless he's injured he will always be the starter we will never play around with that but i mean that, that that's goes goes to show loyalty at the same time but i don't know we'll, we'll it'll we have to see what happens you know what i mean i want to see what happens next season if we're in the nit next season then i'm going to start being on the like Okay, maybe we gotta start talking about Altman getting out of here or something like that. But that that even that still hurts me saying that. Kelly Graves, yep. though, I'm like, I'm starting not to see the upside. It is it, you know, it is an interesting time now that players have money. It does give a certain level of additional credence to what they say or do. Mm-hmm. Because it's America. So we're Once in you have an money, then you're juggling. Period. I feel like of. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It's so we're in a changing period. I feel like. I feel like we might have, old school mentalities across the board, mm-hmm. in our coaching. Staffs. That we will probably. Uh, need to start cleaning house somewhere. I don't think it's a head coach problem, honestly. I think it's like a, whoever the individuals are. Mm. Yeah, are I mean, like because here's the basic facts: they're now living in a space where players are making more money than them because they're just mm. you know like an assistant coach to the oh, fucking assistant. whatever <laughs> super hoobie. I don't know if that's true. But I, I definitely will say I agree with you that, like, in America, baby, once you start making money, your voice is heard more often. And right. We are, we are seeing that a little bit. And, and just in general. And it's we're, one yeah. Of, yeah. And it's one of those deals where when I start making money and my voice is heard, you get upset because you've already been making the money having your voice heard. And now somebody else's voice is getting heard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's where we're getting stuck is that I feel like maybe – well, We're and getting talented the ability. players who understand that they're talented. <laughs> not only that, but this is the first time really in all these sports, not the first time, but certainly at this level, the transfer portal makes it so it's like, you don't have this power over me that I have to stay here, or if I go, I have to wait a year and not play. Mm-hmm. I can pick, I can take my stuff and go to a different college that wants me right now and that may want to start me mm-hmm. and may have a better shot at winning some uh, bigger games and stuff like that. Like that oh. power has been com- has completely changed all college athletics. And it, I think for the some, better, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think there's something that you know that I don't know. And so I'm going to ask it so that the audience also realizes that I understand I probably was going out on a limb and I should learn. 
what does the average like assistant coach make versus what a player can make in sponsorship money? Do we um, know I'll those t- figures roughly? Uh, I don't know the average. Like, are the kids assistant. breaking sixty k a year in sponsorship? Um, well, not most of them. Absolutely okay. not. But I know. Angel Reese, who I mentioned earlier, who has been like, I mean, they parodied her, parodied her, parodied, wow, her on SNL. She's so big right now, uh, partially due to some like kind of unsportsmanlike thingy, but we don't need to bring that up right now. But for NILs for her, her recent evaluation has been, uh, she's going to be making about 1.3 mil next year. And this is why. And she's like 19, 20? I think she's like 20, something like that. This is why uh, Bayou Barbie, baby. I do like her. She she is a bit of a villain. She's a heel right now, but she's a heel that's pretty fun to watch. That's like Fortnite Grand Championship money. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is why a lot of, specifically in WNBA, a lot of players are coming back and being like, you know, instead of going to the WNBA, be like, I'll play two more years at this college where everybody loves me and I'll walk away with and... three mil overall, a degree. I mean, that is and a that's completely way to start my own business. That's very rare. Like she is a complete anomaly right, right now. now. She, yeah. But five years I believe from now, yeah. But yeah, there may be more and more. But five years from now, the money may be going lower. We don't know. Uh, it only things say? only go up. Yeah, Facts. That is true. <laughs> Look, that is true. We live in a great world, and nothing's going wrong. Everything's just always getting better. <laughs> it goes up. Uh, the graph always uh, he, goes up. <laughs> I want to sprinkle this little information too. Okay, uh, a little daddy. positive note, or a uh, little Oregon men's basketball positive note. Peyton Pritchard, that is right, mayor of Seattle, uh, the the awesome dude himself. Peyton Pritchard scored a triple double. In his game in NBA uh, a couple days ago, I think against the Atlanta Hawks. Now, it's at at a point in the season where, like, a lot of starters are resting. One of the reasons why he's out there. But still, he got a triple freaking double in the NBA. That's pretty cool. I have to ask the stupid question. Yeah? Why is he the mayor of Seattle? (laughs) Because um, when he, I think this is the 2019 season, they were down. We covered the game, but I don't blame you for forgetting it but it was like we were down by like 14 points to washington they hadn't beaten us in a while uh-huh. 14 points to washington in seattle and he really led the charge back to beat them it may have been 2020 i can't remember i think it was 2019 uh led the charge back he beats them i think there's a late three to win it too and then afterwards you can see him like in the celebration, in the camera, like going to the crowd and be like, "This is my town! This is my town!" <laughs> it was so good. So he's claimed, you and he never lost. It. He never lost. I believe to Washington. Wow. Maybe it was never lost in Seattle. I think that was why he said, "This is my town." But I, you he know, may have never lost in Washington this year. And Peyton, Peyton Pritchard, Peyton Pritchard. You almost got it as go. a name. Is very nice. It's very much like a Stephen Curry, you know, like they yeah, have the same exactly. vibe. I yeah. bet he's gonna. This is the first triple double of many, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> trade him to I don't know to the Blazers. That'd be fun. Everyone would love him there. Uh, Aaron uh, are coming back. That'd be fun. Twenty sixty four. 
I'd feel like a traitor, but I'd almost want to root for the Supersonics. You don't like the Timberwolves? I like, I like, no, the Trailblazers. Trailblazers. Where are the Timberwolves? I like the Trailblazers, but it's hard for me to watch them because it's on fucking Root Sports. Sure. And uh, I don't know. I just, I always love the look of the Supersonics. You don't like don't Root Sports? You're anti-Root Sports. Root, I don't, it's hard to watch Root Sports because I don't have cable and I don't want to add that shit. Oh. Anyways, Aaron. Yes, sir. We have some uh, a, a few little more bits of news before we get into some some fun entertainment for the audience here. Some Patreon previews. I got two uh, uh, things to kind of uh, some. Oh, first of all, if you, you won, if well, I cut my finger. Yes, that's that's a whole other story. We're not going to yeah. get into that here. Um, it wasn't self harm though, so no worry. Uh, Aaron, whoever is out there in one. Our men's basketball tournament. Yes. Oh wait, was it was it men's? Or or you know who you are. If you won our bracket challenge, please, please slide in our DMs. We got an email, quackfulpodcast at gmail.com. We're trying to get you a sweet ass gift. Please contact us. I'm telling you, dude. I think it was some I think it was an enemy who it came in, stole our bracket from us. Mm-hmm. And then took off into the night like a Robin Hood. That sounds about right. Because we're the bad guys. And uh, a, a, a little bit of more information. We want you to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, all right? We're, we're getting sick and tired of you not doing that. If you don't do that, Aaron may sneak into your house I've got and knock burn on. the place down. That newsflash, quackies. Uh, we have the IP addresses for every single one of y'all who listen to mm-hmm. this show. And mm-hmm. I can easily use that with Google Earth to pinpoint your exact location, and yep. I have already put those little Apple tags in your wallets and purses, so congratulations, mm-hmm. you're being followed. You're marked, but thanks for uh, listening to the show. And third of all, Aaron, now it's time for us to finally get the answer to the question asked two weeks ago. You brought on a debt upon yourself Oh yeah, of mugs. Of mugs to our dear fans. Our dear fans who sent us a photo of their cute dog. I begged you not to do this, but you decided (laughs) to do this. I graciously, as the savior of the podcast, some would say. I don't know. Some have said that. Yes, facts. Have offered to consume uh, my my body. To consume your debt, as you will, is the legalese of it. Now, we've, we've been holding off. I want to know your answer now, though. Do you want me to send the mugs instead? Uh, well, Adam, let me preface with a funny and r- relevant story. Let's hear Just it. three days ago, mm-hmm. we brought home a new bundle of joy named Poncho from Uh-oh. the adoption agency. Cute. And so now we are the proud owners of... Of a very lovable one-year-old Chihuahua named <laughs> Pancho, Aww. and so now my lifelong dream has come true of owning two dogs, and their names are Pancho and Lefty. <laughs> uh... So that being said, I have taken on massive amounts of debt. I had to sell the mugs on eBay. Oh no, so, Aaron, to pay the bills. So, yeah. I don't know that there's anything for you to consume except for my tears. Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> you can. That's well. I, so, I accept yeah, your yeah, tears. Yeah, yeah. I, you're gonna have to forgive me of my debt. You're gonna have to take it on. I think. I just don't have In, the manpower. <laughs> well, I will be the President Biden in this situation, oh. and I will forgive you of your uh, student loans, if you will. Look, and there is no uh, Supreme Court. In, at the Quack 12. I am a bank. The mugs are money. <laughs> yeah. I don't have them. <laughs> oh, well, then here, you are forgiven, my good man. <laughs> Thank Boom. you. That is Thank how it goes. You. This Thank is America. You. Now, speaking of America, this next segment, these next couple of segments you will be hearing are are great, um, a dive into American history, if you will, a very specific part of American history. We're talking about 1910 and 1911 Oregon football history. Aaron and I discovered these uh, these files here. Apparently, we went back in time. We have no memory of this, but who knows? We went quack in no, time I to remember. 1910. <laughs> We went, okay, we cannot get into that. We go to 1910 and 1911. We lived through those years. We may have committed a murder. We'll let you be the judge of that. Keep that under your hat, though. We're not trying to really spread that around. At the same time, it's been over 100 years, so maybe we're fine with it. Um, you be the judge of that. 1910, 1911. If you want more of this, listeners, why don't you go over... To the Quack 12 podcast, you can find that going to quack12.com or to Patreon. The Quack 12 Patreon is where you can give five measly dollars and get hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck-themed entertainment out there every week. We really appreciate it. It makes this show free and fun and fantastic. Aaron? Anything you'd like to sign off before we uh, go back to 1910 and 11? Yeah, I just want to preface that it would make me so happy if we got five new patrons at the $5 level. I would love to see that before the next episode, if it's possible, just because community is life, man. Mm, look at that! He's putting it, putting it out into the uh, into the universe, just letting it know. Five new patrons. Will it? Will it happen? I, I believe it will, Aaron. I believe it will. Till next week, listeners. Believe in life after quack. Ted Lasso. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Enjoy the. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sector. Adam continues to help the Oregon Ducks through another successful season. Now, in the year 1910, they sit back and relax in the finer things and discuss the Oregon Ducks football season. 1910, and we're at it again. Um... (laughs) 
Dude. It's been one year since our last podcast. It I'm gonna, has. I'm going to try to do those little... Try, please remind me to do those little rhymes at the beginning of these apps. Oh. I'm going to try to do it every year now, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I was just... And as you were doing it, I was realizing, you know, we see each other fucking all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. But... For years. Making this tradition kind of like our version of Christmas... Like, this is one of my favorite days. I love podcast mm-hmm. recording day. It's awesome. Well, Every you year, know I look me. forward to it. Yeah, me too, dude. Me too. Um, I love our sessions. And you know me. I'm living that robber baron miserly life. So yeah. Christmas for me is just like eating, you know, a meal for one at yeah. a big, long table with no one at it. You know, just yeah. me at the end of it say. in a barren room. It has become normal, but nevertheless intriguing that you won't let me share any of your food. Yeah, no, especially you won't not eat on any Christmas. Of my food. Especially not on Christmas. You demand I... to eat alone. I'm like, all right, the man knows what he wants. <laughs> you know, if we're talking about Christmas Day for me, a miser, like, I'm right. hearing people singing outside, and I'm throwing buckets of water on them immediately. Yeah. Like... Yeah, no, I'm not having any of that Christmas yeah, year man. coming my way. But anyways, uh, I got to say this. Well, yeah. I mean, speaking of Christmas, best Christmas present ever that I've ever received, I'm wearing right now. Now, listeners, you can't see me, but I mean, you probably remember from last episode, Aaron was toying around with the idea of a kind of electric bathrobe situation. and. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I was the first to be like, you know, I, I told him like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. But like in my head, I'm like, that's the dumbest shit I ever heard. You know, I did not <laughs> I did not think he was going anywhere. So the truth, like most of his his half fought cockamamie yeah. ideas. But I kid you not hand on the Bible um, right now. Literally, I got my hand on the Bible. I'm wearing this thing and it is like a Snuggie from heaven. I'm telling you, it is warm. I got it somehow plugged in to, to 1910. I've got this thing just plugged right into uh, this this outlet right. that well, we have. Just so it is clear, what I have designed, mm-hmm. finally, it took me all year, a lot of money. Dropped a, a lot, lot of, of this time period's money into like it. Like a thousand bucks, and that is a But I made the electric robe. It, it is... There's two versions. I have the prototype on. You're wearing the new version, which thank you very much for your kind words. I'm pretty much over the moon for this thing. It feels awesome all the time. It's wonderful. You know, it like, is a little sketchy around water, but yeah, I, I will don't say it's going to be an issue. It should be resolved so. pretty easily, I think. I mean, I will say it was almost uh, bad news when I got out of my bath and then decided I wanted to because I wanted to heat up my electric robe so that immediately first thing when I got out of the tub I would immediately put it on and that almost was really bad because yes the little the thing that you tie the robe in front you know that almost touched the water for a second right and that would I was almost done so well you know it didn't happen so I wouldn't suggest getting directly into it when wet but it is a bathrobe that you that's the weird thing right like that's... yeah you know what i like to do with mine mm. is i will plug it in while i'm in the bath hmm. whenever i'm ready to get out of the bath super carefully because i mean this thing is live yeah it's super powerful. carefully unplug it from the wall mm-hmm Wait about seven minutes for the energy to discharge correctly. It took a long time. And then put it on because then that'll be warm 
and really nice. And then once you're dry, mm-hmm. about 30 minutes later, maybe plug it in then. Okay. But well, I think we're going to work is, through all this stuff. You know, these yeah, are the minor details. I'm not too concerned about it. It'll be fine. Also, a 1910 outlet is is like that's unregulated. Like that is just raw power coming. Well, here's through. what's crazy about them, which I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. They're all two pronged. There's no ground. That is weird. Yeah. So oh yeah. Just flying through. <laughs> <laughs> no, I realize that. It's quick, very man. dangerous. Yeah, but again, I'm not actually concerned about it. I know we're gonna get it figured out. I, it'll it'll be good. We'll invest it in it. It'll be safe. I think it'll be good. I know, Family it's, friendly. That's what. That's the goal. I think this is the. I mean, I think this is our next uh, uh, BlackBerry wine. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this then. Mm-hmm. Not so crazy for following the shamans after all, am I? Oh God, you talk about these fucking shamans every day man i can't take it anymore i'm just saying you you say it's a good idea they're scamming you for money i don't know and i'm about to make a million dollars on this thing well we'll see i i will say i'm feeling very cozy wearing it right now <laughs> but anyway uh, will you pass me hold on, hold on. how's how the season going i've got a dry throat can you pass me that glass of water yeah totally okay look slowly oh slow okay all right we're good um let me take a sip okay that was close um football team's doing well 1910 um we're at it again uh so bill warner we got a new coach that's right i guess robert forbes was too good for us because the bastard robert forbes is no longer around now we got bill warner in his first season Um, rumor mill was that he was asking for pay increase and someone wasn't Oh yeah, um, I wouldn't have it. Yeah. He wanted a hundred dollars more, um, so that his family could move out west. And I was like, no, man. <laughs> Hell Brutal. No. Yeah, uh, I'm not paying for that expedition. Yeah, I'm not gonna have a Donner Party situation on my hands. Uh, so 1910, Bill Warner is our new guy. I like this guy. He's headstrong. And he got off to a hell of a start. Another four and one season, or another one. So back to back, baby. That being said, first game of the season was against the Oregon alumni. So you know, who's to say how much of a a, a win that was? Um, but I guess it, it really win. depends on the age difference. Yeah, I mean, you know, some of these guys are two, three years older. Some of them are ten they years probably older. Probably were on the team as well. So yeah, the alumni they're yeah, just absolutely. having a good time. Yeah, and as any gentleman would do, he would let the new kids win. Yeah, it was a good time. It was fun. That's how you start a season off. You win. Fun was had. Yeah, um, love it. We for it. And the Ducks, the official team, uh, won that game sixteen to six. So there you go. Good, Boom. Good practice there. Um, one week later came the big one Aaron. this is the game that got us all very excited for the warner decade because baby on king kate field our one and only game against puget sound we ever yes ever we win this one with a record high 115 to zero wow 115 you're to joking zero aaron no <laughs> That is a documented fact. Well, because I documented it as it happened, but still, 1910, we beat them 115 to zero, which is obviously a program record that, I mean, you know, I don't, we don't have a time machine anymore, so I can't go to the deep future to see if this is ever broken, but I'm willing to say we'll never be broken. 
That's insane. 115 to zero. That's right. Um, that oh, you know insane. what? I will say this is this is tough because we have. Hmm, I'm gonna say 110 to zero. Actually, one second. I got the newspaper. Yeah. Uh, stall for time, Aaron, because I gotta grab okay. this newspaper. Gotta well, you know, up. Adam, as you're looking that up, I'd love to uh, take a moment to talk about one of our newest sponsors. Let's do it. Miles of words would not begin to portray the splendid array of appetizing edibles, the innumerable delicacies, the magnificent display, nor the many advantages of trading at this palace of plenty. You'll sure secure some pumpkins in groceries if you will trade at WM Green, 615 Willamette. So it was actually 114. I apologize. Mm, I got the Eugene Register Guard here, October 22nd. Oregon U gives Puget Sound drubbing. The final score was 114 for Oregon and nothing for Puget Sound. The football game today between the Puget Sound and U of O on universities was a one-sided contest. In the first quarter, the U of O scored 25 points to nothing. So, yeah, real quick, just a brutal ass kicking. Hell yeah, we rule. Up next after that was Idaho. That's right. Yes, you are. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, oh, I get it. Don't worry about it. Keep going. Quite the good ribbing, my man. Yeah. Um, Oregon, this is from the Eugene Register Guard, October 29th, 1910. Oregon won today from University of Idaho. Run-up score of 29 against Gem State players. Um... Moscow in Moscow, Idaho. Uh, Michael Jameson and Taylor made touchdowns in the first part of the game. Idaho is badly outclassed, but fighting hard. Uh, and oh, and I should say this too. So Taylor was this is Charles Taylor was quite the player. Um, I mean, I should I should have mentioned against Puget Sound alone, Taylor scored fifty two points. Noise. He had seven, which included seven rushing touchdowns. He had 14 conversion kicks and a field goal, which was, you know, three points at this point. So, yeah, he scored 52 points by himself. Epic. Uh, And his one-game performance was enough to land him an honorable mention on the All-American team, which is a huge deal at this point. Yeah. they rarely chose players from the West Coast even. Um, Yeah. So, what can I say? We're kicking ass. We're just taking names. And then, um, then came the game. At Oregon Agricultural, so now we're playing Corvallis because, you know, no more Portland games, as we said. And uh, this one came down to it, but again, we win. Not yeah. only that, but we win by the same score we won the year previously. We win 12-0. to zero. Nice. And, Aaron, this is the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. This is the sixth year in a row that we hold Oregon State to zero points the wow. sixth year in a row. Wow, governor it really has elect, been a long time. Yeah, I mean, Governor-elect Oswald West was at the game. Uh, a crowd of 5,000 witnessed it, and uh, we just kicked their butt. It was kind of a bland game. Afterwards, tension flared. Yeah, okay. So uh, it got pretty rowdy. Right. Uh, it was even quoted as being rowdy, hat-grabbing behavior. Uh, yeah. And, um, that is strong language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was pretty nuts. Like, this is the reason why we moved it to Portland before, and it is <laughs> ramping up. 
pretty seriously. So this was the Hay Miners' second straight loss by a score of 12 to 0, as I said. And uh, as the U of O fans were making their way from the OAC campus to the railroad depot, OAC fans shouted insults at the departing Mm. Webfoot supporters. The insults were returned and fights followed including some inside the rail cars where the farmers, rooters, had followed the UO fans. The police were called in to stem what newspapers called a riot. Now, that is from Oregon Ducks Football 100 Years of Glory, a great book that I was able to grab from the future before we were uh, sucked into the time. Adam, you could say things became quite uncivil. Absolutely. It was uncivil. I agree. It's very uncivil. So, no, sir, I won't have it. I will have only civil situations in my football games. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, you know, that's what you hope for, Aaron. Yeah. That's what you hope for. So, Aaron, we decided to cut ties with Oregon State after this. So we're like, you know what? Fuck it. We're not playing football anymore. So uh, I don't think we're going to play him next year. Just a little heads up there. Weird. Um, also, we did not play Washington or Washington State this season, so it feels a little hollow here for the rivals, you know what I mean? And um, then came the final game of the season against the Clubman, uh, Multnomah Athletic Club, who we hate with everything in our heart. Mm-hmm. Multnomah beat us. Bullshit. Zero to five. Ugh. Mul- Multnomah won the annual football game. This is from the Eugene Register Guard, November 24th. Uh, the University of Oregon here this afternoon by the score of six to zero. So what the paper said, sorry, I misquoted them. Six to zero. Two field goals. Okay. The single, well, the single touchdown was made by Multnomah after one minute of play at the beginning of the first period. After that, Oregon held the clubmen to a standstill. After the game, Multnomah men admitted that the game was won by luck to a large extent. Dudley Clark, the former university star who played on the Noma team, was directly responsible for the score. Huh. Yeah. So how many years now has touchdowns been six points? Because haven't they were five not too long ago. No, no, they're six points. Well, they're four points, and then... Um, Is that what happened? And then you get the conversion. So just like in the future, you get a touchdown worth six points, and then you kick the point after, right? Mm-hmm. Here, you get a touchdown worth four points then you do a conversion worth two points how bizarre how bizarre how bizarre how bizarre so um that score by the way taylor electrifies the crowd by a long end run and oregon loses the ball on forward pass the first quarter ended with the ball in oregon's territory so uh yeah freaking blue i don't like it what can i say you know if um if someone's able to electrify people like that, that might be a good spokesperson for um, the electric robe. The electric blanket, yeah. I Maybe should start can... looking for a sports person to be like an endorser. That's really smart. Maybe Dude. we should get uh, maybe a star football player. Well, uh, it's time to start looking at who's like out there for us. That's a really good idea. Yep. You know, uh, I know there's a really popular frat uh, football player. Um, maybe, yeah. Maybe we, I think that's a great idea. We can be the, the Nike of our time, you know? Yeah. Shoot me some names. I'll come to some practices, see who's looking hot. And, and one we'll lucky who, person will yeah. get the, you know. Get the electric uh, rope and they'll just amazing, wear it around the games. They'll be shocked, you know? This is going to be It'll so be great. Awesome. Yeah. 
All right, so that's 1910. Uh, We'll be back in one year with some good news. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to it. We've throughout the year of technological tribulations, the Baron Brothers find themselves looking forward to the future while trying to forget the recent past. As they break down the tragedy that was the 1911 Oregon Ducks football season. <sighs> we um we are recording from a, a grim year, 19, 1911. Yeah, hits and oh. hits and misses, Adam. Hits and misses. Hits and misses, huh? Yeah. That's how you'd put it. Well, you know, ups, downs. I don't know how else you could put it. Had some great, had some great, um, had some great stuff moving. I certainly know what the misses were this year. Why don't, why don't you go on and say what was what was not planned? Let's. Hmm. Well, you know, I uh, found a really great kid to be a part of the electric robe movement. That's right. This is an invention you've been working on. Yeah, uh, and he loved it. He was really sporting it for us. Everybody thought it was a fucking riot. Everybody was loving it. The rest, the whole frat, the whole frat that he was part of yeah. really enjoyed it. They were passing yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, things changed. He's no longer one of our um, sponsors. So got to find a new guy, probably got to rethink how the robe may work with the two prong outlet. You know, hits and misses, Adam hits and misses. Okay, well, first of all, I think you may be a sociopath. I think you should look into that. I mean, that's kind of a good trait to have in 1911 that'll get you far, but I'm just saying. Well, maybe... we are the um, the barons of uh, <laughs> boondoggery or whatever you call it. Yeah, we're definitely robber barons, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Eugene robber barons. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it to you straight, listeners, all right? You can tell we're a little, you know, uneasy at the beginning of this podcast. That's because, uh, you know, and we'll admit it here, we're, we're brave. We accidentally killed somebody. And uh, we're hmm? willing to admit this because this ain't coming out, you know, for a hundred years, most likely. Uh, but um, we'll get into it a little later when it's a little more relevant to the 1911 Oregon football season. But uh, we may have um, sold some faulty equipment. I think we can admit that. Hmm. You know, even though... I did, I did, uh, yeah, even though this is coming out down the way. That's the only reason why we're admitting to I think it's important that I um, hold strong with my stance. Uh, You know, natural causes is one thing. (laughs) Electric robes is another thing. Wow. It's all getting worked out. Don't worry about it. Who would have thought electric bathrobe would be a bad idea? Anyways, let's get into this. 1911 Oregon Webfoots football team. Um, All right. This is uh this is a kind of a nutso season and actually I would say this is you know knowing the full history of Oregon football this is the season like this is the chaos you need this is the the fire that burns out all the all the brush and then a new forest a new stronger forest is born of it because uh this is kind of a nutso season three wins two losses not the worst hits and misses hits and misses exactly just like your life. Um, 
we started off real strong. Three straight wins, so you know the rest of the season, not so good. Let's get into it. October 20th, uh, Vancouver Barracks is who we played. That's right. We're playing soldiers on Kincaid Field. This is cool, though. I do like this. Uh, This is the first U.S. Army base located in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, there you go. I didn't know that. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I I mean, it's not cool because, great, now the Northwest has been militarized, but uh, Mm -hmm. it is just a fun fact. The Van... And, I mean, the Vancouver Barracks could have worked a touch harder on the name. Yeah, they could have worked a touch harder in practice because we really whomped them here. <laughs> Let me tell you this, I got, you, I got this a... This is like a thumping on the forehead of a game. Just mm-hmm. I got uh, the paper here from October 19th, the Eugene Register Guard, 1911. Just a couple days old for us, but hundreds of years old, or 100 years old plus for listeners. Uh, tomorrow afternoon at 3.30 on Varsity Football Game of the Year. Oh, sorry. Tomorrow afternoon at 3.30 on Kincaid Field will occur the first varsity football game of the year when Oregon's 11 badly crippled with Maine. Huh? That's weird. Uh, Laderette, Chandler, and Kaiser out of the game faces the stalwart soldiers team from Vancouver Barracks. Coach Dudley Clark and his Army players will arrive this evening from Vancouver. This is the first game of the year and should be well patronized. Um, well, we may have been, uh, quote-unquote, badly crippled, but we beat them 36-0. to zero. Yeah. Hell yeah, baby. I, uh, I gotta say, again, mm-hmm. since you've left the paper, the writing's gone downhill. The writing's gone downhill, I agree. Couldn't agree more. I, I yeah. I'm not I, gonna I get, get back it. in there. You know, I'm yeah. still working with the team, which is how... Right, and we- I'm- I was just going to say, I understand that that does take a lot of your time. Uh, I mean, I hardly ever see you at home anymore. I'm just saying. Well, but you also, know, yeah, if you could spend just those other few hours you have when you're not team affiliated, mm-hmm. it would be great to pop out an article here and there. The people well, deserve it. To be fair, I wish that I had spent uh, more time at home and not with the team because obviously I used my connections to... Um, pitch your electric bathrobe to the team which resulted it going to the frats which resulted in the um incident but we'll get into well, that, that was all good later. stuff though i mean that was epic we were on top of the world my it friend. was good this, stuff it was good conscious of yours is coming yeah. from because it's weird we're here to make that money now hold on hold on uh let's get into this game so yep. <laughs> next game was against the cougars Uh, Or actually, at this point, I don't even know what they're called. They could be called the Indians? I'm not sure. Surprisingly, they don't remember this. Oregon won game from Pullman, 6 to nothing. Maine wins game by brilliant 75-yard run across field. Hell yeah, baby. I honestly think, sorry, while Mm -hmm. that is epic, Mm -hmm. I think the team is just known as the Washington State football team. Yeah. Yeah. Much like the Washington football team. Is to, well, they were also known as the Sun Dodgers, though, at this point. Yeah. What? They're also known as the Sun Dodgers. Washington State? No, uh, the Huskies. Right. Aren't we playing Washington State, though? Right now we're playing Washington. Okay, come on. Uh, Unfortunately, we can't edit these because, you know, we're in 1911, but otherwise this would all be cut out. At the end of the first (laughs) half, 
Oregon had a slight advantage over the Pullman team, though neither right. team was able to score. Latourette Jones, Fenton, and Maine played a star game for Oregon, while the linemen held their own well against their heavier opponents. Pullman is breaking up all of Oregon's forward passes. At the end of the first half, the ball was in Washington's territory. They call him Washington. That's interesting. Um, Oregon kicked off, but Pullman lost the ball on a fumble, and the game was a seesaw for the rest of the half. Latourette is punting well for Oregon. Pullman's punts are high and short. In the third quarter, with the time nearly up, Captain Maine, who has been out of the game for the past week with a couple of broken ribs and who went into the game today against the advice of the trainers, made a 70-yard run for a touchdown and kicked goal. Score, Oregon 6. Pullman, the fourth quarter resulted in no score. Hell yeah. Against the advice of his trainers. That's the kind of moxie I like to see. You know, uh, that sounds like a game that could happen in 2017 to 2022. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easily. The description of that game is like, oh, well, I've seen that game before. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Against the advice of his trainers. Just like, actually, I remember some of the trainers saying that uh, they didn't like the electric bathrobe idea. But So maybe they were trainers wrong. Are, they were right on that taken one. Taken lightly, my friend. November 4th, Whitman on Kincaid Field. Once again, we, we kick ass. Um, this is starting off anyways to be a great season. We ended up not, so we're not playing the Oregon State Beavers because uh, too heated. We, we were just kicking, too we hot. fighting each other. We were freaking fighting each other all the time. You know what yeah. I mean? Too hot, too hot a rivalry. So we're I, taking a break this season. Yeah. You know, the town hall meeting was really interesting uh, when the mayor came down and we discussed where it could be played, and it just became a money battle. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, and and so up comes Washington, November 18th. Um, I'll tell you this much, my man. Mm. So the annual meeting with Washington was nearly called off because of concerns by UW officials that there may have been gambling on the outcome. Now, that's the official party line from Oregon Ducks Football 100 Years of Glory, a great book from the future that uh, I highly recommend. Um, But I'll tell you this much. Here's a little peek behind the curtain. Guess who was uh, actually putting money on this? Your boy. (laughs) That's right. Hell yeah. And I'll tell you this, I've, I've been getting a little cautious, you know, thinking because you've been losing your money on bad investments, we'll, which we'll get into later. Mm. Um, you're losing a, a lot of your money because these shamans are goddamn fleecing you and you're too mm. brainwashed to realize that. And, you know, uh, I've been putting a lot of money into the football team, into the city of Eugene. People love me for it. But, um, you know, we're losing a lot of money. Like, we're robber barons. We're rich as hell. We're always going to be rich as hell. I was getting a little worried that I was. we were spending a little too much. But then I take half of all the money I got, and I put it on the Ducks losing this game. Wow. I know. It's sacrilegious, but I pulled a Marty McFly because I already knew Also, the first time you've done that. <laughs> it's the first time I've done that, which is kind of like, oh, why wasn't I always doing this? You know, I no, already know that's what that I'm saying. Us. You have been doing it. You've done it before. Oh, okay, fine. You caught Look, me, all right? In our past lives. <laughs> in our past in lives? In the time before this time? Oh, that's true. But you it's were... also after this time. Right, exactly. 
Um, Our so yeah. timeline, you have to realize there will be a moment where if we can make it, mm -hmm. we could potentially meet ourselves as old men. Ooh, brother. Uh, I'll probably be dead by then. I'll, I'll plan to be dead by then. By 1990. By January 13th, 1990, I will be long gone. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, all I'm saying is don't worry, my man. We're rich as hell again. That being said, uh, well, first of all, we got a sponsor before we break down. Um, oh yeah, the biggest, uh, I guess. Sure. I don't yeah, know, story we have a really of good season. You know, I was really excited about this one, Adam. Too silver for Thanksgiving. There is a charm about a silver service that no other wear used on the table gives. It has distinction and excessiveness in its appearance, and if you choose your set carefully, it should last for generations. We are showing, just at present, a larger selection of sterling silver set than has heretofore been shown in Eugene. These sets consist of three and four pieces, just as you desire, and each piece is the product of the most famous silversmith in America. Just think how attractive you can make your Thanksgiving table with one of these sets. You will find every article in this store reasonably low priced. Come here before you buy jewelry. Seth Laraway, 557 Willamette. You ever put music behind those? Because that'd be hysterical, I think. Like com some commercial music? I don't know what that'd be, but how? Correct me out. We're in 1911. There's no editing abilities, like you said earlier. I don't know. Play the piano. Unfortunately, all this is stuck in the episode. Yeah, good point. Um, so nineteen. Also, you stay here with me as we tape them. You know, we're just talking into a phone. Where all am I'm I saying get a is, band maybe right if now? you start playing piano while you're saying them, we'll get some piano music. Behind. So you're saying we should leave the barn and go into our salon to start taping? Sure. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. Do you mind if we set the salon up to look like a recording studio as best we can make it? As long as it's still a fully functioning salon that I can go to on the daily. Sure. My good boy. Okay. No, um, I'll keep your pipe station the way it is. I know you love to smoke your pipe. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. course. Um, we digress. So, my man, we've stalled enough. You know, after we just got destroyed by uh, uh, Guild, Guild Dobby... And his yeah. goddamn sun dodgers. Brutal. We had a, a tragic death, not on the football field, mind you. So I've I've got the, I've got it right here. I've got a newspaper. Student Nolan burned to death by electricity. Let's see what this paper has to say. Eugene Register Guard, November twenty third, nineteen eleven, year of our Lord. Popular fraternity man, and football player meets a horrible death. While his fraternity brothers sat around a cheery fire in the smoking room of the clubhouse, awaiting their evening meal, and his teammates were calling their dinner on the football training table, the life of Virgil Nolan, a freshman student from Klamath Falls, was snuffed out by the deadly currents from an electric bathrobe, in which the unfortunate young man had lain down for a rest early yesterday afternoon in his room at the Sigma New House. It was not until after dinner that the smoke-filled rooms brought about an investigation uh, among the Sigma Nuss, which resulted in the ghastly discovery, and then the young man had been dead for some time. The bathrobe had been used about the house before and was not thought to be dangerous in any way. However, there was no contrivance of it 
for automatically shutting off the current. And it was probably this fact which brought about the young man's death. Nolan had put the robe on and lay down in his bed for a rest. About 2.30 in the afternoon, Ben Chandler was talking with him and asked young Nolan if the bathrobe was getting warm, to which the young man replied that it was, just a little. There was the last word spoken by the unfortunate student. About 5.30, his roommate Sidney Henderson entered the room to put away his laundry, noticed Nolan lying on the bed, but thought nothing of the matter. Smoke-filled house tells story. Immediately after dinner at 6.30, the house began to fill with smoke. Ed Geary, on a tour of inspection, entered Nolan's room and made the horrible discovery. The bed was ablaze, and the room was filled with the sickening fumes. The other boys, who had gathered in the smoking room directly beneath Nolan's room, immediately responded to Geary's cries, quenched the flames, and hastily summoned Dr. Bartle. DeBar looms in Kyandale, but too late for any assistance. So that wasn't good. Um, no one like no one likes to be a part of that, and we are, you know, we're admitting, yeah, nope, we played a, nope. a pretty crucial part of that. Nope, it especially is my official stance, Adam. Do you remember the that one time? The one responsible for this child's death mm-hmm. is, in fact, the university for making a lesser than quality mattress. That's what you're saying. That's, That's the saying. story. Um, remember that one time that I was saying, shouldn't we turn an off, have an off switch on this? And you said that you didn't want to spend the uh, extra hay penny. Well, look, per here's the thing. This is the this is the issue there. In order to create a system where it does not overheat, you need to be able to regulate the input or the output of electricity going into the device. Unfortunately, we are at a time, especially up here it's difficult to find any of the materials needed to create a fuse. Therefore, there's no way to have it. What happened next was we canceled our game. And, and it's you know, not and my I, fault. I was part of this. The school gave this child a mattress that is so flammable. Who <laughs> makes flammable mattresses? It's the only kind of mattress that there, there is right now. They're all goose feather. I can't, I can't control that. Well, All I'm man. saying, probably died of natural causes because, as the article said at 5.30, mm-hmm. somebody came in to put away his clothes. Dude was laying there, stone cold dead. Well, I'll tell you this much. Um, clearly, our smear campaign, which we are currently in the middle of, um, is successful because in the book Oregon Ducks Football 100 Years of Glory, um, I'll quote this here. Uh, A home game against Idaho in mid-November was canceled by Oregon after the sudden death through natural causes of of Virgil Nolan, the freshman lineman on the varsity team. So, you know, I mean, it is kind of a natural cause, an electric bathrobe. Nothing more natural than an electric bathrobe in a frat. Um, Here's what happened. No, 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 no. We canceled the game against Idaho. Idaho was a little pissed because, you know, they had planned on uh, playing at Oregon. Well, yeah. They had planned on playing at Oregon before going to Walla Walla and then Salt Lake City. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. So not playing this game kind of screwed them over because they needed those gate sales, you know. Mm -hmm. But they thought, hey, uh, apparently, you know, uh, he died. Someone died of natural causes, so we need to show respect. That's right. Not play. That's right. However, 
um, then they, you know, I saw an opportunity. I was like, well, if we're not going to play, like, you know, I think two days is enough time for grieving. You know, that ain't so bad. An extra two days is fine. So, yeah. It's natural know causes. I'll, I'll, what you say? Just, I'll fess up to this, too. Yes, I did schedule a game five days later with Multnomah Athletic Club. Because, yeah, I wanted to get some money and I wanted to make those clowns pay. Yeah, look, Idaho isn't the only one that needs to make, you know, ticket sales. Yeah, exactly. We need to make our money, too. I need to make my There's cut. two mouths that need to be fed. And if, we got to get them playing if we want to eat. Even though, again, I said that I, like, nearly tripled our wealth uh, through a bet. Which um, I thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, that money's mine. Um, but, yeah, my man. So I wanted to play these club men. And, and I just put that together, by the way. They're called the Club Men and yeah. the Multna- Noma Athletic Club. Club. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, Ugh. they're real douchebags. True a-holes over there. Yeah, which is actually what Idaho was saying to us, you know, because they, they thought, saw this as kind of a slap in the face to them and right. didn't really care. Oh, yeah. um, so, and, and, you know, my man had my back, uh, MacArthur. Yeah. Um, you know. Mom, MacArthur, who will one day be the, the namesake of Mac Court. Some of the cheap sports here in Portland are already saying that the Oregon football men are using Nolan's death as a cloak behind which to hide from possible defeat at the hands of Nolan. This is what he wrote to uh, the UO president, P.L. Campbell. Um, of course, this is absolutely untrue, but such talk does an, un- an injustice to the men on the team and also injures the university. <laughs> Not playing also would have had financial impact on Oregon, as we Boom. said. We want that money, you know. And uh, unfortunately, we couldn't prove it on the field. The club men beat us 17-6. to six. Wow. That is right. So, But that's pretty average, right? Yeah, I mean, they're kicking our ass, you know, left and right, typically. They, they definitely yeah. own this series. But we got that money. We got paid. Screw Idaho. Um, you know, R.I.P. Nolan, I guess. And, uh, yeah, this is a pretty shitty season overall. Uh, wins and losses. <laughs> oh, God. And misses. Oh, God. Okay. You know, you know I what? Wanted, I wanted, now I do want to pitch you a new idea that I have, though. Oh, let's hear it. Electric blanket. I mean, that's just an electric. So you're just going to take the electric bathrobe and you're just going to kind of spread it out. We're rebranding, baby. All right. You know what, Aaron? This is yeah. what I this is what I uh, suggest we do. Let's wash our hands of the situation and vow never, ever to bring up Virgil Nolan again. All oh, right, for sure. Rest in peace. We didn't do it. I mean, really, we did do it, but no. Officially, we didn't do it. University. All right. Uh, well, see y'all right, next year. We gotta shake our hand. We gotta shake on it. Shake our hands. Blood oath. Oh, bullshit. Ow!